Profiles in Teaching with Technology is a podcast series created by Music First, a company dedicated to providing world-class cloud-based tools, content, and classroom management platforms to music teachers around the world. Each episode features a K-12 music educator who uses technology to enhance their teaching in innovative ways. We'll discuss the what, why, and how of their technology integration and hopefully share some teaching strategies that you can use in your own classroom. For more information about Music First, please visit www.musicfirst.com. There you'll be able to find out about all of our platforms, as well as sign up for a free 30-day trial. Tony White is currently the Administrative Coordinator for the Los Angeles Unified School District's Beyond the Bell Music and Entertainment Education Office, advising the district's music program that provides a comprehensive music education to over 15,000 students in kindergarten through 12th grade. Mr. White created the Music and Entertainment Office to assist with bridging secondary music programs with the wide opportunities in Los Angeles for students to perform and learn from the various experiences in the music community. Prior to Mr. White's appointment at the district level, he was the band director at John C. Fremont High School in Los Angeles for 10 of his 37 years in music education. During his tenure at Fremont High School, Mr. White's bands consistently received high ratings and students were regularly selected for honor ensembles. Mr. White is the administrator of the Los Angeles Unified School District's all-district high school honor marching and jazz programs. Both groups have become regulars at the Pasadena Tournament of Roses Parade and the Hollywood Bowl Jazz Festivals. He serves on the boards of the Friends of Jazz at UCLA, Education Through Music Los Angeles, Proposition 28 Arts and Music Program, Pacific Crest Youth Arts Organization, and has held positions on the boards of the California Music Educators Association and Jazz Education Network. He's a member of the National Association for Music Education, and he holds a bachelor's degree of music from the University of California, Riverside, and a master's degree from Pepperdine University in public school administration. Mr. White has been recognized for his work by the Southern California School Band and Orchestra Association, the Los Angeles Jazz Society, and the Los Angeles Unified School District as being an outstanding music administrator. He is regularly called upon to conduct honor bands, adjudicate festivals, and to perform as a woodwind artist, saxophone, clarinet, and flute throughout California. Well, this week, I am very honored to have Tony White uh, from the Los Angeles Unified School District uh, with us on the podcast. Uh, I met Tony probably seven or eight years ago, and then we reconnected recently and immediately realized we were kind of on the same wavelength when it came to music and jazz and, and marching bands. So, Tony, thank you so much for agreeing to be on the podcast. Look forward to chatting with you. I am honored to be here, Jim. Thank you so much for inviting me to be here with you. My pleasure. So let's go right into what I what I love asking all of my podcast guests are uh, is, um, you know, kind of the career path that got you to where you are today, all the way back to like when you first realized hey, music and music education might be something I might want to dedicate my life to. So if you could give us like the five, 10 minute thumbnail sketch of of your career from how you got started in music and music education and and, and your role at LAUSD today, that'd be fabulous. Well, uh, again, Jim, you know, it's when you start thinking about things like this here, it gets kind of, wow, cathartic, you know, and surreal yep. about, but um, um 
I want to say that I know that as far as I realize, I, I'm the only instrumentalist or musician in my family. Um, I started off on clarinet in middle school. Um, but as, as, as I've had time to reflect that my grandmother used to sing in church. So mm -hmm. I remember hearing her melodious um, voice involved with um, church choir and everything. But it was really through public school being um, uh, learning the clarinet uh, in the seventh grade, never had any private lessons, um, eventually progressed to saxophone. Um, but I was connected with one of my teachers in middle school, who was also my teacher in high school. And um, when she left my middle school, there was a gap year. And then I reconnected with her again in my 11th grade year in high school. And uh, I started playing more saxophone. Um, and then um, I got involved with this band uh, that I'm still involved with to this day. And I'm realizing I've, I've been involved with it about 38 years. Wow. But that's the LA Unified All District High School Honor Band. And, uh, and, and I say that because it was kind of like I didn't know I was going to get into being a music educator, um, a musician, because uh, those these type of um, careers, they didn't really exist in my focus at that time, right? right. Not knowing right. Uh, some people who come from families that, you know, their father was an educator. Blah, blah, blah. I, I was the first one in my family to go to college. Um, um, I'm the eldest of 10 kids. Wow. Um, so it wasn't, uh, yeah, it wasn't like, yeah, all these things were in the cards. And I really um, um, very, uh, feel very blessed. And and, and um, I say a lot of prayers all the time about this honor, like even talking with you and speaking with you, uh, I, I had lunch a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I, I never could have told you my life would be where it is today. And uh, I think a lot of that um, for, for my, my faith and belief, uh, but also too, because of um, just, um, you know, being in the right place at the right time. Right. So did you, um, like, where did you go to undergrad? Where, what, what was that moment where you said, I think I want to be a teacher? Well, under, undergrad was uh, for me at the University of California, Riverside. And that moment for me about being a teacher, I think it really it hit me um, um, when I was in the All City Marching Band and we were preparing for that Rose Parade, 1985 Rose Parade. And uh, being in that banner, I saw all these dynamic teachers um, and these teachers that were, that were there, uh, you know, I started looking at this and, and the, the, you know, how they would articulate what they wanted from the band and then being, a, a, you know, when you're in a band of 300 people yep. and then you have this, this vibration, that's just like, it's just incredible. Uh, it's just like, wow, this is, this is, this is cool. I, I think I can do this. Yep, yep. And, 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 um, then I, you know, remember, um, you know, again, marching, uh, in that parade and turning on to um, Colorado Boulevard and seeing, you know, millions of people out there, you know, I mean, for as far as I can see, and people were cheering for me and everything. I said, you know, this was a great experience. So I think it's always been about, hey, uh, want to be a performer, but also too, I saw in other parts being an educator. Um, uh, and um, <laughs> I mean, the rest was history. Yep. Uh, the following, at the end of that, I never forget at the end of that year, uh, into that parade talking to um, my mentors, the main directors uh, at that time and saying, I want to come back and help next year and just come back and be a volunteer. Didn't know what I was going to be doing. So, um, you know, uh, and, and again, the trajectory is like, well, I was going to go to college to be a business major, right? Everybody wants to be a business major for what? I don't know. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you realize that, you know, I didn't realize now that I do like, hey, there is there is the music business as well. Right. 
but um, went to college and I was going to be a business major. But then I realized one day I was in the business class and, you know, freshman year, like realizing this doesn't sound interesting to me at all. This doesn't feel good. I, I want to pursue, I want to pursue music and want to yeah. pursue yeah. The saxophone. And uh, that was my freshman year. I never forget going to a phone booth. People can remember what a phone booth is <laughs> uh, and, and making a phone call to my grandmother uh, who I, I credit to as being one of um, the wisest people I've ever known and one of the greatest people I've ever known. And I dedicate my life to her about when I called her and asked her about, you know, tell her I didn't want to be a business major. And she told me I need to follow my heart. Wow. My heart was leading me towards music and um, I haven't looked back. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Still, still doing everything I can from playing and from you know teaching and then learning how to do all the other things in between to make uh, living as a, as a music person you know acceptable and everything else. That's awesome. So, did was your first gig out of college at LAUSD? I mean, how long have you been teaching there? Well, see, well, so now I volunteered with the all district band. Um, um, for all uh, four years uh, mm -hmm. while I was in undergrad. Oh, cool. Cool. Riverside is about a 60 mile drive, an hour drive um, from here, 60 mile, um, you know, uh, one way. With I, no I, with no traffic, I must at, add. <laughs> at, at, at that time, that, yeah. that time, there was no traffic. I got right. up every, every Saturday morning and I drove and then I was here for the holidays, you know, everything else. Yep. So, um, yeah, I mean, during that time there, obviously, you know, going through some different, you know, phasing, uh, I, I did a little bit of a substitute teaching in Riverside County for like a year until I passed the state test um, to become a teacher. Uh, then I finally came back to L.A. and I went to um, Cal State, to the Mingus Hills to get my teacher credential and everything. But I guess my yeah, my first real gig has always, you know, teaching gig wasn't really and has been in L.A. Unified School District. Yeah, that's awesome. So um, before we start getting into the Rose Bowl and the conversation that I had with you a couple of weeks ago, it's just absolutely fascinating. Why don't you talk about what your role is today? What do you do for uh, Los Angeles uh, City Schools? Well, uh, I am uh, an administrator uh, in, within the LA Unified School District that oversees primarily the all-district high school marching band, and we have right now uh, Jazz Academy, and we have other offshoots now that has come from my role of being a part of that, that uh, the band. Mm -hmm. But I started, I started off, um, I was 10 years uh, a music educator at uh, John C. Fremont High School in um, Los Angeles Unified School District. And it was this, I was at a school where um, it was nothing there. You know, I uh, remember my mentor telling me it was easier to build from nothing than it was from something. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I would be at a school where, you know, it would be a flourishing program and blah, 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 blah. But no, uh, my, my tenure at Fremont High School, I went there. Uh, it was uh, about five people in the band. Um, oh, and, the, oh. and the five the the teacher that was there before me they called him his name was mr jackson um so they call him the jackson five and oh then, my goodness <laughs> great <laughs> and uh but then the you know and i all respect towards him uh but they went from the jackson five to being the, the white 100 oh wow yeah because we really uh you know i just really wanted a big band and i didn't you know i wanted to do it and i realized i you know before i knew it my first band again um, about five kids and then the next year we got to 70 and then the following year after that we were able to 100 and stayed over 100 until I left there for 10 years that's awesome that's yeah. awesome that's program building that's that's great 
Um, yeah. All right. So yeah, when we when we met for lunch, the very first thing we talked about is is the Rose Bowl parade, and and we had uh, some mutual um, friends who who sent their kids there, and and some great stories. Why don't you tell us all about? Because it was such a great story, and it's why I I was me. I got to get you on the podcast. Tell us all about both what the All City High School Marching Band does in terms of like getting together and practicing. And then why don't you paint the picture for the people who only know the Rose Bowl Parade from that New Year's Day broadcast and they just sitting, you know, kind of hung over from the night before watching it. But when you when you find out all of the logistics and what goes into putting that parade on and and turning that corner and how you have to rehearse, I'd love to. Give us as good a picture as you can about that whole experience for you and the kids. Well, let me try to paint a broad stroke here. I mean, um, the the LA Unified All District High School Honor Band is 50 years old. Um, I, I inherited from my mentors, um, Don Dustin and Frank Harrison, and I work with one of my current mentors, Art Duardo, and I have a great staff uh, who works with me to develop this project that's been, you know, uh, it's been under my tutelage now for the last 20 years. And uh, over 20 years, you, of course, you learn to refine, you know, what works, what doesn't work. And, you know, and then you, you, you know, also too, might be a risk taker and try to try out some new things. Um, but as you're right, Jim, um, the, the band, um, it's really kind of a year round um, process. Um, mm. First of all, should, everybody should know that um, LA Unified School District, we're the second largest school district in the nation. Um, we have over 900 type of schools, you know, from K through 12. Right. Uh, and then within that K through, I mean, uh, the high school groups, which the, the, the honor band is a high school group, uh, have about 80 something high schools um, wow. to look <laughs> at and try to incorporate right now and from there then we then you, you break it down even more everybody likes the term data now you break down the, the data you know how many of those schools actually have music programs and etc but and in, in short the all district high school band is open to um, um students in the LA Unified school district who are brass and or percussion instrumentalists who are recommended by their schools and and that goes for um, also to our, our dancers or auxiliaries as well mm -hmm. Uh, but the process of planning for it, you know, um, is 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 enormous because of the, you know, um, from transportation, transporting um, the kids from point A to point B. Uh, obviously, then we you know, be going to the regular band director mode about getting everybody into a uniform, uh, getting music rehearsed, arranged, uh, et cetera, et cetera. It becomes an, an incredible, incredible lift. And I do want to say for the listeners that understand there's a difference, between, you know, uh, it's all under the auspices of the Tournament of Roses. And we are part of the, the Rose Parade. The Rose Bowl re refers to the football game. Right, uh, right, right. But the, but the Rose Parade is where uh, our niche is and we're the, we're the only high school um, honor band. Um, uh, we have the term honor because of the fact that we are a repeat band that we have a open invitation to the Rose Parade. And that was designed uh, to give um, the students from LA Unified School District that comes from a, a varied amount of socioeconomic situations um, back then, 50 years ago, and even as well as now, but about giving them the opportunity 
to march in what we call the granddaddy of all parades. That's right. It's it, it's a five and a half mile parade route. Um, you have to march from the time you get off the bus to the time that you're in. Wow. And and so um, one of the things that we we really pride ourselves in is one is creating an exciting performance, um, you know, for a crowd that is celebrating, um, you know, the beginning of each year. And um, this past year it was on January second because they never have a parade on a um, uh, on a Sunday. Uh, but then uh, two years ago, when we had that um, pandemic, we didn't mm -hmm. have a par parade. And that was the first time in my um, 38 years that I had not, that I had a, um, a, a uh, New Year's. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. That's uh, it, crazy. It, yeah, it was really crazy uh, about that. And um, one year, and I thought that we weren't going to get funding from you know, from the district about doing it, I had planned a New Year's um, Eve gig because I'm a saxophone player, and and then uh, I planned the gig, and then I got a call two weeks later saying we're back on, and then I'm like, oh my god! So <laughs> I had it, I had that gig, and then the next uh, next morning, I, I mean, I got home from the gig, I just put on my my uniform clothing, um, and then I just uh, took it like a 30, 40 minute nap, and got up. Oh man. Uh, I hadn't done that since, you know, when people call me for a New Year's Eve gig, it's got to be a lot of money on the table. Yeah. <laughs> and it's got to be short and succinct for me. But yeah, yeah but, the, but the the band is really a labor of love, Jim, uh, because of the fact that it, it, it brings kids together from all the corners of our district. And, and it really creates an incredible uh, unity to um, uh, to work for, you know, um, our colors of the, of the uniforms are red, white, and blue. And, it, you know, it represents what we strive for in America, you know, the unity, the, the, uh, the continuity, the understanding, um, the appreciation for one another, um, you know, the pursuit of happiness and all those great things that, that the tenets of America stands for. And we right. know that, you know, yeah, we have to work at it. And we know there's differences of opinions. But when you see the kids come together and represent our district and you feel the energy, it's still very, very powerful uh, yeah. after all these years for me um, the, to be a part of that and to see that and know that, you know, kids look forward to it. Um, um, and, and then some of them at this point now, some of them, their parents marched in the band. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, you know, and then luckily uh, some of them, I, well, you know, and my son and, and my daughter has marched in the band. Oh, that's uh, cool. So it, it's, you know, it's a family thing for us. You know, we everybody, you know, during the um, Christmas time when they're going to take off and go whatever vacation, whatever my family, you know, we're, you know, our vacation is here at the house. Uh, and, and uh, you know, we'll celebrate afterwards or some other time, but we, you know, during that time of the year there, we're committed towards the band and for what the band does for a lot of other families. And it's just, you know, there's a lot of stories people can go to YouTube and they can, if you just Google LAUSD All City Marching Band, and you'll probably get a lot of hits and you'll see what the band is about. And just, there's some incredible testimonies. And, and we know that it's been a, a, a positive life affirming um, you know, situation. I mean, I yeah. really changed my life for the positive in so many ways. I, I can't imagine my life without it, even to this day. Yeah. But, so before I get, turn things to technology, Tony, 
My um, I got one last question because this was the part that I was just so fascinated by. What time on 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 New Year's Day or January second, whenever the parade is held? What time do the kids have to show up in the morning, and uh, and at what time do they go home? <laughs> well, you know, that's a good good question. This is well, you know, our our current situ uh, our uh, model for our district is making our kids ready for the world, so it be it becomes a work time a work day for them. Um, it depends really, it, it really does depend on where our lineup is in the parade. Um, there are sometimes, uh, I know when I marched in the band in 1985, that our bus pickup was like at two o'clock in the morning. Okay, they get you there, right? So uh, now I, I, I must say over the years, it's gotten a little bit uh, later. Uh, but our still our buses, uh, some of our buses will start as early as 3.30 in the morning to get everybody there to our central location and do our all of our formal check-ins and everything else, and then get us to the parade route and everything. A parade starts at 8 o'clock in the morning, so it depends on what time they want us there. Sometimes they want the bands to be there. Uh, if you're in that first um, lineup or iteration of the parade, you could be there as early as 7 o'clock in the morning. So you do all the backwards playing. Right. That. And then you do, again, you do like the traffic in L.A. and what that means and stuff like that. And, and the oops that may happen in L.A. as well. Yep. So, it, it be, yeah. And then but as far as what time to get home, um, we don't, I know I get home like at four o'clock. Okay, so it's a uh, it's at least twelve hours. <laughs> oh yeah, at least twelve hours. If and, and God forbid, if anything else else doesn't go bump in the night or bump in the day, uh, it could it's just a long day. Yeah. So but, for those, if, yeah, go ahead. But it doesn't feel like it because you know you're such a have such an adrenaline thing. You know you get when you when you're performing, um, you know you get there and uh, you know even even I still after all these years I still get there. Because yep. I'm always thinking like, okay, you know, you, you don't know what kind of parade you're going to have because it could be a fast moving parade, it could be a slow, whatever. There's so many variables. So what I'm really trying to learn to do now is just be in the moment and enjoy it. Yep. Uh, as opposed to trying to like, well, we got to do this and this and we all oh, we always do this. No, I try not to. I try to look at it really from like uh, preparing. Um, um, how do you prepare for the unknown? You, you really can't. You, you right. know what you want to do, but things may change along the way, and it's okay. I can deal with that. That's that's so cool. Mm -hmm. um, what a great experience. And I mean, like you said, uh, again, what I think is so special is that for a lot of kids, um, if they ever have a chance to be in that parade, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. They they might have a chance in you know, later in life, but it's a one and done. And so for these kids to have that experience, if they're committed and they they're all in. Um, you know, they could be in that parade four times. Uh, it's it's pretty cool. And, you know, what marching band for me when I was in high school was extremely special. That was my tribe. That These were my people. That's where all my friends were. My entire social circle was around the band. So I'm sure it's a really special thing. And I, and I, I think, um, Tony, at least from, from me, I, I just, I, I think you're an amazing educator. And I think it's an amazing dedication that you have to this event and to the kids of uh, the city of Los Angeles. So my, just, uh, uh, you know, unsolicited, but but heartfelt uh, thank you for what you do. It's it's really great to hear. I am so, uh, first of all, thank you for saying that. It's always hard to, to accept the, the, the platitudes and the gratitudes. And, uh, you know, in my office here, I have a lot of reminders of me. It helps me that not to 
for me to ever rest on my laurels, but to remind right. me about the responsibility that I have and uh, that I still wanted to see this through. And, and you know, there, there's things in the, in the upcoming seasons I want to see um, happen. It's kind of, I kind of run it like a business in, in yep. some ways because it is really, it's evolving and it's, and it's the human being business. Um, and, and I got a chance to, you know, uh, Remo Belly was a, a great friend of mine. Oh, that's awesome. That's so cool. How, how he run, to, run the company. It's a human being business, but music, not just for, you know, the sake of music, but for all that it does and encompasses for society. And I realized that, you know, um, everybody in the band has an important role and, and, and trying to get them to understand what their role is, whether it be, you know, just being the cymbal player, uh, but also, you know, or the trumpet player or, you know, you being the flag person or the shield carrier, everybody comes together and we make up this band. Right. And it's a powerful, uh, positive force. So um, it, it's, but it's always looking at that. So it, even this time of year, like I'm going out to schools and I was at a, a school yesterday where, um, um, you know, here in South LA um, and uh, acknowledging those students who were part of that. And then, you know, looking at the neighborhood they come from and what they represent and, and encouraging them and telling them that they're the, they're the future leaders. They're the ones who are going to make a difference in their community. They already are. They already have this year. Yeah, yeah. And you're you're right. If a kid chooses to do four years, they could do four years. If they choose to do three, you know, some, you know, some, you know, some kids come when they're senior and they're like, man, I wish I had done this, you know, three years ago. Yeah. Uh, or some people I'll, I'll, I will see, and then maybe they do it first couple of years and then I might not see them until later on. And then they'll say, man, I wish I had finished. You know what I mean? It's, it's, mm. like, it's always these positive, you know, positive um, um, attributes yep. um, that they're thinking about and reflecting on. And then it's, you know, when you see the ones who have come through the band, the ones who are still, you know, come back, who, who volunteer with the band. Oh, my God. It's just uh, an incredible experience. And yeah, um, I'm starting to look at my way, uh, you know, it's like eventually, I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm going to do it for as long as I can um in a lot of different ways but you know how long but i'm also too looking for the future and the leadership right 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 who, who can carry you know help who can i help put in front to help them carry this torch yeah it is it's a big torch yeah <laughs> it's, a, it's a big gig yeah yeah all right so i'm, I'm gonna take a really hard left turn right now tony oh, and, oh. And, and go to the world of music technology Mm -hmm. um, and just get your take on what you think the role of music technology is within a music program. And maybe, you know, not, you know, thinking outside of just marching band, but just in general, in LAUSD, what, what, what would you love to see? What do you think the role is uh, with kids and music tech? Well, you know what, Jim, uh, because of the pandemic, I'm so happy that music technology was there for a lot of our, 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 our kids mm -hmm. and also too for our teachers to, to get involved with and to encourage. But, but another part of my job, um, as I'm looking at, I'm always is looking at, at life after high school. We know that, you know, you and I you know, Hey, the marching band is a great experience or whatever the ensemble it is. But my concern has been for a long time is about what happens when that experience is not there anymore. Right. Uh, yeah. If you go to college, some colleges have college marching bands. My school did not have one. Um, we we did the you know uh, the pep band for the basketball season, which is appropriate now coming out of March Madness and going yep. to March. Madness. <laughs> but 
there wasn't the high school marching band scene, but then I started going even deeper, Jim, about um, looking at um, careers um, uh, for for our students, you know, about what's out there for them to pursue. And obviously being here in Los Angeles, talking about, you know, whether you go into, um, you know, working in the studios or, you know, or, or, you know creating your own music or, and, you know, being able to um, be a live musician, all those different things are important to me. And I really advocate with that with our parents because I learned a long time ago, sometimes parents didn't, they didn't see the correlation. And now we're seeing more correlations come out about um, those kids who are in music, they're more likely to stay in school, more likely to go to college, more likely to do great things, but positive things, et cetera. What, what we're not talking about as much is about all the different careers that you can get through being in music programs. That's the truth. Uh, right. Uh, you know, the collab being able to be creative, collaborative, you know, um, artistic. And then also, too, again, all the careers that, that are music, you know, relevant. You know, like, for instance, my next door neighbor, uh, she has done all the music, um, uh, securing the music for all the Fast and Furious movies. Yeah, well. I, mean, I never, never would have thought, oh, that's a career? All right, you know, all those different <laughs> things, right? Yep. So, um, so that going back to your technology question, it's about you know, it's about yeah, music technology is very important now. Now, where we are in a very interesting time after the, after COVID, is is the, the fact about our music teachers being trained so they don't they're not in fear of technology, right? And and also too, the other one is too is that that they're not only using only using technology. Because right, it's gotta right, be, right, right, right. Uh, it's got to be a fine line in there, right? You know, it's a balance. Like, right. How do you balance that? We want our kids to, to, to know about notation software. We want them to know about, you know, um, you know, hey, even like today, podcasting, all the different things they, they can do, the incorporating technology, the practicing programs, et cetera, et cetera. But mm -hmm. the thing we want them to be able to utilize that too, so they can also too be able to interact as human beings. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so you know, it's, it's, imagine again, that. <laughs> right. Right. You know, doing what you get sitting at home on your computer all day long, and all of a sudden you can't you can't speak to people. Right. Uh, you know, it's like my children. You know, I have to tell them, you know, remind them sometimes. You know, my children maybe are getting older, young adults now, but understand that there is you know there there are feelings behind these things. Right? So the the emotiveness that needs to happen that you know I know that we're getting better and better every year on AI and and creating the sounds of different instruments blah blah blah, blah. but nothing i don't believe anything nothing and never will replace the actual uh person playing that instrument you know right what I mean? right uh, right right you know and so it's a balance right i mean I, the fact that you have a notation program and that you can be you could be able to um you know uh, you know write things down quicker than you could you know i mean um uh, we lost a great wayne shorter Oh yeah, uh, last week and and Wayne was a actually a personal friend of mine as well, so mm. really hit hard by the creativeness. But Wayne wrote everything by hand. He wrote an opera uh, last year, Iphigenia, uh, that he collaborated with uh, Esperanza Spalding on. Oh but, wow! You know, and, and you, if you if you see some of the clips out there, you can see him at his piano, and he's got you know his um, whiteout and erasers and pencils, and he's writing it by hand. Right, yeah. right, because yeah. he probably didn't know about finale, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or he probably didn't know how to use the finale, or didn't you know whatever chose not to, whatever the situation is. So it's like you know, how do we you know? It's like marrying our lives, 
with the technology, which yep. I think is so important. Uh, uh, but yet also to understanding it's a tool and use it as a tool that could enhance our lives and make our lives a little easier, but not forgetting the, that the essence about music is, is about, it's about how the music makes you feel. Yeah. I mean, you, you just said a very important word, Tony, and that's the word tool. Um, I, I have always looked at technology as a tool and Mm -hmm. as, as a teaching tool, there are some times where it is absolutely fabulous to use it. And there's other times where it's counterproductive to use it. And, you know, talking about Wayne Shorter, probably one of the greatest composers of the 20th century, in my opinion, Um, you know, doing it by hand, it's probably because that's how we learned to write music because there was no finale. I mean, Wayne's been, Wayne was around for a very long time and we will certainly miss him. But, Mm -hmm. um, but when these kids are like having, the ability to, you know, on a Chromebook or a phone, being able to notate, it's just a great tool for a teacher. You don't, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to spend every waking moment on it, but, but to be able to uh, allow kids the access to it, um, it's, it's what is so exciting about the industry to me is the accessibility of it. The fact that they can be on a, a Chromebook or a phone, um, and using this technology is just just mind blowing to me. So I, I, I like the balance, but and I also really like your use of the word tool because that's what's what's what I've said from day one that that's what it is. Um, just to just to LAUSD is is massive in terms of both geography. Um, you know, for those of you that have never been to Los Angeles, it feels like it never ends. Like there is no like where is Los Angeles? It's this massive huge you know every time i go there it's it's like an hour and a half to get from one side to the other and it can um, be yes mm-hmm. yeah um what i so this may be a difficult question but i'd love to know because I, I i know some other partners of ours are are in los angeles what types of technology is available to students there are you running programs is it kind of hit or miss is it some schools have a lot some schools have nothing and it might be a really hard question, Tony, but I'd love to get your take on what you think, you know, how much technology is in the schools in Los Angeles already? Well, I just want to say that you just hit everything on the head. You know, it, it's by our schools, what it we really try to aim as as to create autonomy at the school sites. Yeah. Meaning that the teachers need to, you know, design what would work best for their demographic uh, and for what they have in terms of their, um, you know, um, um, budget and everything right. else. That being said, Proposition 28 that just passed here in, in mm. California, uh, which was designed by our former superintendent, um, Austin Butner, uh, to help get more um, monies into the schools for arts and music programs. So we're at an interesting time right now about what's what is going to happen and how that's going to be used. That being said, is depending on the teachers and the vision of the school sites and the music and the arts about uh, what programs are going are going to be used. And now, as I also mentioned, that during the time of the pandemic, uh, we as a district we partnered with a couple of companies, mm-hmm. uh, one being that of, of Soundtrap, uh, and I think even Spotify, um, mm-hmm. uh, that we did some 
partnering with because obviously it wasn't those programs are not just aimed towards music because you can do right. podcasts and everything else. Um, and so now, as um, as we start talking about you know um, you know say budget and the, the years the come and everything else, and and also too again programs are only as strong as the teachers that are in place. Absolutely, absolutely does that. Right. So when you try to look at, you know, building, you know, uh, one of the things I concentrate on too <laughs> is trying, how do you build a systemic, you know, uh, program that where, you know, hey, kids can go to school A and have access to technology and access to traditional instruments and blah, blah, blah. Right. Uh, so it just really becomes a hodgepodge, uh, Jim, to answer your question uh, about um, who's doing what, when and where. Yep. Uh, I know that uh, we, you know, um, in, through my encouraging um, uh, in, uh, of our, our staff uh, to go to conferences and, and workshops and to go to the NAM show and everything is to see what's out there and figure out how they can integrate that into what they do at their school sites. Uh, and then, um, you know, you know, try to figure out the best, you know, the best practice for making that happen. Yep. Yeah, it's um, and you mentioned the Nam show. I'll be there in a couple of weeks for the Music mm -hmm. Education Days. Mm -hmm. Um, so you you and we always see a lot of LAUSD teachers there. So it's it's uh, it's fabulous. Um, yeah, no, it's it's it. You, you mentioned a lot of things, and obviously you're from the second largest school district, and I I live very near the first largest. Yeah, and and it's very very similar. It's just when you have a school district that big, it tends to go site based in terms of decision making and management. But the Prop Twenty Eight um, thing for those for those listeners that don't know, can you give um an overview of uh, just a quick because it's so big. Uh, just yeah. a quick understanding of what Prop Twenty Eight means, because us us New Yorkers, we may have we may have heard of it, but we may not know exactly what it's doing for arts education in California. Well, I, well, Prop Twenty Eight is doing for us, and it just passed in November. And uh, you know, obviously, for a long time, you always hear about um, the arts being the first to be cut out of budgets and everything else. Well, what Prop Twenty Eight has done for us is that um, it based on the state's um, uh, revenue, or I would say the state's budget, there will always be a percentage of that now that will go to schools, directly to schools, to help to su um, support uh, monetarily their um, you know, schools, arts and music programs. Right. And I understand that it's it's divided by all, you know, here we count five art forms in California, meaning that of um, um, uh, dance, art, drama, music, and then also, too, there is the uh, the, the media component of the arts that yep. are, that's important. So those five areas there. Um, so in this design that is based off of every, it's a, a, you, you get X amount of dollars for every student, and you have you get a little bit more dollars for students who are, um, are, are, are um, Title I. Okay. Right. Yep. Yep. So that that happens there. That's that's one component of it. Eighty percent of the money has to be used. Um, it can can be, can be used for personnel, okay, or teaching. Mm -hmm. And then one percent of it's for administrative costs, and then the other nineteen percent is for supplies and materials, etc. Right. So, uh, at, but as we know, that I mean, well, this is the this is going to be the first year 
that is rolled out, which would be in July of this year here, July 1st would be a first um, a fiscal year, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and uh, it's going to be interesting because, again, going back to the designs of schools, going back to designing the communities, et cetera, about what this is going to look like. Uh, I think within the next couple of years, we're going to start seeing some very um, positive and strong um, situations happening with our arts programs here in California. And I do know that other states have been looking and talking to. Yes. Uh, like how on earth did you guys do that? <laughs> right. Right. Cause it, it, it did pass with over 65% of the American, I mean, of the American of the California voters right. in favor of it. And the only way now for that to be rescinded is that it would have to go back to the ballot and for people to say, no, they don't want to do that. Well, as you know, Jim, there's <laughs> no one out there who says they don't want the arts. Right, right, exactly. But exactly. But, fu but funding them has always been the trick. So absolutely now that we have this, you know, basically this one percent of, of the state revenue now uh, is is going to be geared towards uh, music and arts programs. So I think it's amazing, it's really ingenious. I'm I'm still trying to learn how to you know figure out how this really worked. But I, I could tell people before when they asked me about you know, when they first announced it about this bill, uh, you know, going from you know. Um, the different stages before it becomes a bill and everything else. Um, I said, I vote for anything that has arts and music in it. Right. That's, yep. that's, that's positive. I had to, you know, say, well, you don't understand. Maybe it's for political gain. I said, I don't care if it's for, for, for political gain. I don't gain. care what it's for. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it, it, it includes arts and music and kids. So right. It, that's it. it. It's got to be good. It's got to be some wood. Yeah. So um, I heard I was up at Kazmek in uh, February and um, heard Ann Fennell uh, speak, the president of Kazmek. And I heard a lot of people talking and I heard some crazy number ba bantied about. And I don't know if you know this number, but that the state of California, because of the disparity of whether a school has music programs or not, there are a lot of schools with no elementary general music. There are a lot of schools with no music program, period there's going to be a gold rush of hiring um, music teachers. I, we, I spoke to a supervisor who's like, I need to find 12 music teachers for this fall for brand new music programs. Is that, am, am I crazy? Is that like, is it going to no, be a big, <laughs> it, it, it is going to be a, well, you got to always remember there's, there's been a shortage of educators period. Okay? Yep. Yep. And, and then you multiply that, you know, it's always been, it's been a shortage of, uh, especially with the tech boom and everything else, you know, about um, arts educators, right? right. Because, you yep. know, it's like, you know, hey, son, I don't know if I want to support you to go into a field where I don't think you could make any any money. Right, right, right. right? Yep. We, don't, we don't talk about that. We, we talk about knowledge. But at the same time, even I, over 30 years ago, Jim was told, why are you going into music? You're not going to, oh. you know, you're the first one to be cut. You're not going to be there. Same well, exact, same thing here, man. <laughs> right. Here, so, yeah. you know, the story is always across the board, right? No, we don't encourage the arts because uh, uh, we look at economic, you know, vi viability, yep. right? Yep. And Absolutely. And especially in the minority community. Okay. Yep. I mean, you know, uh, me, again, I go back to me being the first, blah, 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 blah. Everybody was saying, you know, you should be playing football, Tony. You know, you know well, I mean, I'm thinking like, I didn't like it that much then. I don't like it that much now. Right. Uh, right. And, and I'm thinking like, and you look at football players only last about four or five years in the NFL. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, but anyway, that being said, you know, so this this whole this it's caught up with us now about a shortage of teachers, a shortage of uh, qualified arts teachers. 
so now I, I think where we're in this unique stage in America, where we're having to rebuild our educational systems. Yep. Uh, and we have to make it uh, attractive and you know enough for people to want to do this. And that's where we're, we're, you know, it's coming in. Our teachers are, you know, scheduled to start, you know, talking about a strike in a couple of weeks. Uh, oh, wow. From, for, for that matter. Um, yeah, there is a shortage of, of teachers in America. There's a shortage of, of, of quality arts teachers in America. Right. I'm hoping, though, with this Prop 28, though, that, that it's going to help to change that. Because at least now, um, you know, uh, administrators cannot hide behind. Hey, I can't afford you to have. I can't. They cut my music program this year. Right, program. right. It's going to be trickier now because there is funding coming in that's going to help to so take care of that. That's fantastic. Uh, right. I mean, I think it's it, it's going to it, it's going to be reshaped. You know, reimagined. Uh, and I'm I'm calling this. You know, Jim. You know, it's not back to normal. I'm calling this the the brave new world. Oh yeah, I like uh, that. Yeah, it's it's not. It's not. It's normal. Wasn't good anyway. <laughs> it wasn't, here. Where it wasn't where it wasn't where it should be. Right, you know, right, right. About it. So yeah, you're right about having music teachers uh, that cover K through twelve, uh, and that's going to allow them to be able to you know um, you know plant the seeds and hopefully watch them grow and mature and everything. I think it's going to be very uh, uh, interesting time that we're that we're walking into, uh, but California is going to be looking for a lot of teachers, and we don't we know we don't have a lot of them in the pipeline. Right, right, right. Yeah, I, was, I was telling all my graduate students the other night about this, and I said, "You guys might want to think about moving." <laughs> They're like, right. "What?" They didn't know. So, yeah, for those right. listeners that are thinking, "Hey, I'd love to go live in Southern California. I'd love to go live in Northern California." This might be the opportunity of a lifetime, my friend. So uh, just just putting it out there. <laughs> yeah, no, and you're absolutely right. I mean, I'm so fortunate. I mean, again, if you had told me this several years ago back, I never would have thought about it like this. But the fact that I'm, I feel like I'm kind of on the on the ground floor, um, you know, working with Ann, yeah, uh, and and you know, working with our different um, advocacy agencies around to talk about what this can look like, and and now. Even saying to you know the kids, you know, I mean, the, the way we're going to grow them is really by growing yep. our own and by yep. encouraging them to to want to do this business. Yeah, um, and which is you know obviously it's it's it it's, has a lot of um, joy and involved with it. Well, Tony, it's been uh, I I know I didn't ask you a lot of music tech questions, but it's just such a fascinating conversation. Uh, uh, you and I were talking jazz, and and uh, I, I could talk to you for another hour, but unfortunately, that's it. That's all we have time for for this episode. Um, really, really wonderful talking to you. Uh, everybody listening, you know, really go on YouTube, check out that Rose Parade, check out how much work goes into it, check out the LA All City High School Marching Band, and I'm sure you'll probably see Tony marching alongside of them. Thank you so much for being with us, Tony, and I wish you all the best now in your in the hiring frenzy to come and in your future. Thank you so much. Well, Jim, thank you so much for having me on today. Um, it's just a great honor. Thank you for what you do, too, because, yes, you're right over eight years ago, so when, you know, first music technology uh, you know, uh, you know, it was a foreign concept. Now I've even, you know, hey, I'd be real pro. Come on now, you know, hey, <laughs> I can uh, because it does allow me uh, to do things that I wouldn't be able to do on a normal basis. Uh, so, but I appreciate what you do out there for Music First. 
And uh, thank you for just, you know, you know, I think it's just, a, you know, we're working on building a, um, our music ecosystem to be stronger, better, and uh, forever. So I know that you and I will, will continue to cross paths and I look forward to our next adventure. All right. Awesome, Tony. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You got it, man. Take care, Jim. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to Profiles in Teaching with Technology from Music First. For more information about Music First, please visit www.musicfirst.com. If you would like to stay up to date with other music teachers doing innovative things in their classrooms with technology, please subscribe to our podcast through whatever outlet you listen to podcasts on. Thanks for listening.